This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm your host Elena Enake, bringing you the news. First, the headlines. 93 Romanian citizens and members of their families evacuated from Gaza through Egypt have arrived in Bucharest. Germany will deploy four Eurofighter jets to Romania to support NATO's air policing mission. One of the objectives of Hungary's EU presidency will be Romania's accession to Schengen, the Hungarian foreign minister said and 13 degrees Celsius in Bucharest at noon. A major objective of Hungary's EU presidency in the second half of 2024 will be to move ahead Romania's integration with the community's borderless Schengen zone unless progress is made on the matter before, Hungarian Foreign Minister Peter Cizarto said Wednesday. According to a press release issued by the Hungarian Foreign Ministry, he emphasized that the Budapest government attaches strategic importance to the cooperation between the two countries. The most important base and resource of this strategic cooperation is the Hungarian community that live in Romania, the Hungarian Foreign Minister said. He added that Romania becoming a member of the Schengen area is a clear national interest of Hungary. Romania, he said, is Hungary's second-largest export market and its Schengen membership will obviously make our economic and trade relations much stronger. Hungary will take over the rotating presidency of the Council of the EU in the second half of 2024. The Bucharest government intends to pass in today's meeting the new pension law, which provides for a 13.8% increase in pensions starting January 1st next year. The document also provides for the recalculation of all pensions on new criteria so that inequities in the system are eliminated. The executive wants the pension law to be adopted by parliament until November 20. Nicolae Ciuca, the president of the National Liberal Party, a member of the ruling coalition, claims that the draft pension law should not be adopted until the financial resources to support the increase are found. He said that the budgetary impact of 55.6 billion lei, that is about 11 billion euros, is huge and covers around 3% of the country's GDP. As many as 93 Romanian citizens and their families evacuated from the Gaza Strip were flown to Bucharest from Cairo on Wednesday evening on board a special aircraft of the national air company Tarom. Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu and the Foreign Affairs Minister Luminița Odobescu were also on board the plane. Another 51 Romanian citizens and family members remained in Gaza after the checkpoint in Rafah on the border with Egypt was closed. 
The Romanian Minister of Foreign Affairs, Luminita Odobescu, said that the security situation is extremely difficult and complex, which requires the constant updating of evacuation plans. Germany will deploy four Eurofighter jets to Romania to support, as of end November, NATO's air policing mission. The decision comes a few weeks after Russian attacks on Ukrainian ports on the Danube. The attacks, carried out right next to the Romanian border, as well as fragments of drones found in Romania, have increased the security risks for the military alliance, whose members have a mutual defense commitment. In September, NATO chief Jens Stoltenberg described Russian strikes near the border as destabilizing, even though there was no indication that Russia intended to strike a NATO member state. The first of up to 80 German soldiers to be hosted at a military base near Constanza will leave for Romania today. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. The first Romanians who wanted to be evacuated from Gaza arrived in Romania on Thursday. This is Daniel Bills to the microphone with a report by Stefan Stoica. For almost 100 Romanian nationals and their families, a month of fear for their lives caused by the severe security situation in the Gaza Strip, where they resided, ended on Thursday night. They were evacuated from the aforementioned region and were flown to Bucharest in a special plane of the national air carrier Tarom. However, they are not the only Romanians who requested assistance to be taken out of Gaza after the situation in the region escalated in the wake of the barbarian attacks of the Hamas terrorists against Israel, followed by the all-out response to the aggression by the Jewish state. Upon their arrival in Bucharest, the refugees were consulted by a psychologist, a psychiatrist and a physician who approved their transfer to the accommodation facilities especially prepared for them, where they will soon unite with their families. On their way back home, they were accompanied by Romanian Prime Minister Marcel Ciolacu, who said that their evacuation was the result of cooperation with the presidency. The head of the government, 
has thanked Israel, Egypt, Qatar and the United States for the support provided and pledged the Romanian state will not abandon any of the co-nationals who may want to leave Gaza. We have sent a very clear signal that the Romanian state leaves no Romanian behind and the crisis unit with the foreign ministry will be functioning until we recuperate the last Romanian in the Gaza Strip who may want to come back to Romania or to the Republic of Moldova. Repatriation is complicated because the Romanians, as well as the citizens of other nations who got the approval to cross from Gaza to Egypt, can wait at the Rafa checkpoint, which is not operational all the time. Here is Romanian Foreign Minister Luminița Ozdobescu. The security situation is a difficult, complex one, which makes us to constantly adjust the evacuation plans. But for the time being, all those who requested evacuation have got the approval, and in the following days we are going to carry on the evacuation procedures. New evacuation requests have been received in the past days from some Romanian citizens. Their applications are being checked out and submitted to the authorities in Israel and Egypt, the head of the Romanian diplomacy went on to say. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs says it will continue the dialogue with the Israeli and Egyptian authorities with a view to facilitating the evacuation of the Romanian citizens and family members who are currently in Gaza, according to the latest developments and the agreements of the parties involved. According to a press release of the ministry, a mobile consular team of the aforementioned crisis unit, equipped with mobile means of providing consular assistance, has been deployed to Rafa with a view to continuing to provide consular assistance to those who need it. The Republic of Moldova, Ukraine and Bosnia-Herzegovina are one step closer to joining the European Union. I'm Ana Maria Popescu with more details in this commentary written by Leila Kamil. On Wednesday, the European Commission recommended the opening of EU accession negotiations with Ukraine, the Republic of Moldova and Bosnia-Herzegovina and the granting of candidate status to Georgia once the latter meets certain conditions. The president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, said this enlargement of the bloc was, quote, the call of history, unquote. Completing our union also has a strong economic and geopolitical logic. Past enlargements have shown the enormous benefits both for the accession countries and the EU. We all win, Ursula von der Leyen pointed out. In turn, the president of the European Parliament, Roberta Metzola, voiced her satisfaction with these countries being on the right path towards opening accession negotiations. The Commission's recommendation must next be approved by the 27 member states at the EU summit of December the 14th and 15th. In the meantime, the countries will have to implement some key measures in this respect. As far as Chisinau is concerned, these conditions concern fighting corruption and improving financial regulations.
Moldova has made the best progress of the countries that wish to join the European Union, the Commission says. But out of the nine steps towards launching accession negotiations, the justice reform, the fight against corruption and de-oligarchization still remain unfulfilled. The Commission mentions the length of judicial proceedings, low clearance rates and the large backlog of cases. Also, there has been no significant progress in the prosecution of high-profile corruption cases. This is why the Commission urged Chisinau to ensure a transparent and merit-based process for appointments to the main judicial and prosecutorial governance bodies, including for the appointment of a prosecutor-general, and ensure that anti-corruption institutions are functioning within a clear organizational structure and with adequate resources. The President of the Republic of Moldova, Maya Sandu, hailed the Commission's decision to open accession negotiations. Moldova is firmly on the path for EU membership and we will continue working relentlessly towards this goal, Maya Sandu said. As for Ukraine, the Commission recommends that negotiations be opened once Kyiv meets the remaining conditions concerning the fight against corruption, the regulation of lobby activities and strengthening minority protection standards. The recommendation is a major milestone on Kyiv's path towards European integration and a strategic move for the European bloc, given that Ukraine has been struggling with Russia's military invasion since February 2022. The European Commission finds that the country has proved to be capable of progress in harmonizing its laws with the EU legislation, even in times of war. And this wraps up today's newscast on Radio Romania International. Don't forget you can also follow us online at rri.ro and on Facebook. Focus on Romania. Coming up next in today's broadcast, it's Hit of the Day. Listen to Feli and the hip-hop and rap artist Nane, with a song called Until Dawn.
ta de ervă tot un pic în chat Mi-ai zis că sunt un prost, am zis că ești o În buzunar am gheață, în pahar multă gheață De plec la noapte, mă întorc până dimineață Tu mă știi cum sunt de fapt, când sunt pe vibe și când sunt calm Știi bine cât sunt de cap, ce-am stricat, am și reparat După ce a trecut și-a fost, tot la tine m-am întors M-asigur că vin cu flori, o să mă întorc până-n zori listening to Radio Romania International. Traveler's Guide Hello and welcome to our tourism feature. I am Kalin Kotsoyu. Today we are heading towards the center of Romania. Here, at the foot of the mountains, we discover a tourist resort of national interest, which is Rushnov. Almost 700 years old, the settlement has a rich history, but also tourist attractions for the whole family and for all tastes. Rushnov is a wooded area. Everywhere you look, you can see the forest, and the fresh air invites you to hikes or sports activities, of lesser or greater difficulty. At the same time, the hotels and guest houses are very welcoming, and the gastronomic offer is very large. Daniela Bonta, president of the Rosenau Tourism Association, says that Rushnov, through its tourist attractions, is a destination for the whole family. Cele mai importante obiective sunt cetatea Rășnov, care acum se află în reabilitare, însă curtea cetății este vizitată. The most important objective is Rășnov Fortress, which is now under restoration, but the fortress courtyard can be visited. We have a multitude of festivals throughout the summer and fall, and the citadel courtyard is home to most of these festivals. Next is the Valea Cetății Cave, which is 2.5 kilometers from Rășnov, and seven kilometers from Poiana Brasov. It is a unique tourist attraction in this area. Then tourists can visit the largest dinosaur theme park in southeastern Europe, as well as an open-air museum. The old Romanian church is also on the list of objectives. It is the oldest Orthodox church with elevation in the southeast of Transylvania. You can also visit the Evangelical Church in Rusnov. The age of the church is shown primarily by the architectural elements visible inside, and less by the inscribed documents that appear quite late, around 1384. Another attraction, this time a sporting venue, is the old ski-jumping complex, 
which hosts every two years World Cup stages for both boys and girls in February. From the city center, you can use an ecological and unique means of transport, an elevator on a slope. It connects the center of Rishnov with the fortress. Rishnov Citadel is today one of the most important medieval monuments in Romania and is undergoing an extensive restoration process. It was started in February 2020, and it is estimated that the works will be completed in 2025, says Mihai Dragomir, president of the Mioritic Association and member of the Rosenau Tourism Association. Rishnov Citadel is the main attraction of Rishnov at the moment. Thanks to archaeological celebrations, we know that, since ancient times, the fortifications on the hill of the fortress protected a Dacian settlement. The first medieval fortress in Rishnov was built by the Saxon Teutonic Knights in the period between 1211 and 1225, as long as the Crusader reigned in the land of Bursa lasted. Then, after the Crusaders were expelled from the land of Bursa, the wood and earth fortress was rebuilt into a stone one by the local community and evolved over the centuries, resisting several Tatar sieges. This was a place of refuge for the Rishnov community until the 18th century. The current form of a fortified medieval market has been preserved ever since. Visitors can now enter the fortress garden, the lower area of the Rishnov fortress, from where they can admire the fortifications and the Batori tower. And from the upper part, next to the Barbican, you can see a very beautiful landscape over the Bucej Mountains and the Postavar Massive. Events at the Rishnov Citadel continued, because the vast majority of them were scheduled for the Citadel's garden, the area that is not affected by restoration works at this time. In addition to being a destination for lovers of cultural events and history, Rishnov remains a destination for lovers of active tourism, both through the offer of the city and its surroundings, says Daniela Bonta, president of the Rosenau Tourism Association. About five kilometers away, uh, there is Keila Rishnavi, an ideal area for hiking and picnicking in the middle of nature. Here you can practice climbing, horse riding, bungee jumping, ziplining, mountain biking. We also have the Sissi Promenade. In 1879, a swimming school was built near the barracks of the cavalry regiment, and a promenade named Elisabetta was laid out. It is known today as the Sissi Promenade because it is closely related to Princess Sissi, but this is her story. As for hiking trails, we invite tourists on easier or slightly more difficult trails. We have 11 routes that leave from Rishnov and are of varying degrees of difficulty. At the same time, we boast 16 kilometers of bike routes of varying degrees of difficulty, starting from easy, then medium, difficult, and very difficult. The bike routes are very well known by those who practice mountain biking. There are bicycle rental centers in Rishnov and in the immediate vicinity. 
At the same time, starting this year, we invite tourists to two free guided tours held every Saturday starting from spring and ending in autumn. You have been listening to Traveler's Guide. Working in Romania Hello and welcome to Working in Romania. I'm Elena Enake. The unemployment rate in Romania fell slightly to 5.4% in September as compared to August and to the same period of last year, according to data from the National Employment Agency. Thus, in September, there were 444,400 people without a job, down by 2,200 compared to August and by 3,800 compared to September 2022. Most of the unemployed are aged between 40 and 49. At the opposite end are people between 25 and 29 years old. The number of unemployed men is higher than that of women, and most of the unemployed came from rural areas. The unemployed without education and those with primary education cover a high share. Also, unemployment among young people remains high, 22.3%. More than 160,000 people able to work remain inactive in Romania although the country is facing a labor shortage, according to representatives of the Romanian Network of Social Insertion Enterprises, who cite data from a European report. Social insertion enterprises are institutional mechanisms that offer vulnerable people without education or with disabilities proper training for a workplace, but in Romania there are no clear and effective measures to support them, the association says. This shows that there is no legal definition for disadvantaged workers and the assisted employment of people with support needs is not regulated. At European level, only a little over half of the people with disabilities are employed, compared to almost three-quarters of those without disabilities, and the difference is felt most in the countries in Central and Eastern Europe. Bucharest is top of the list of Romanian regions with the highest salaries awarded in 2023 with an average of a little over 1,000 euros, according to data of a salary comparison mechanism developed by the eJobs website. Bucharest is followed by Timish in the west with almost 950 euros, Cluj in the northwest with over 900 euros, Ilfov in the south, Yash in the northeast, Brasov and Sibiu in the center with over 800 euros. Other counties where average net salary exceeds the threshold of 700 euros are Bihor, Prahova, Argeș and Alba. At the opposite end are counties such as Vulcha, Gorj and Yalomica where the average net salary is 640 euros. Unlike last year, in 2023, there is no county with an average salary lower than 600 euros per month. The areas with most vacant jobs are in retail, services, tourism or the food industry. 
The highest salaries are received by IT professionals, over 1,300 euros on average. And that has been Working in Romania. Next in this program, sports. Hello, this is Daniel Bill to the microphone. The Canadian tennis player of Romanian extraction, Bianca Andreescu, has launched in Bucharest the Romanian translation of her autobiographic book, Bibi's Got Game, a story about tennis, meditation and a dog named Coco. This book is about my childhood. I've been through many things and have written a lot about it, Andreescu said at the book launch. The book was also launched in the commune of Vaiden, the Vulcha County, southern Romania, where the author's parents were born and lived. The Dinamo Sports Hall in Bucharest has played venue for a premiere, an international tournament of Romania's traditional sport known as Oina, which is a local version of baseball. The tournament brought together teams from Romania, the Republic of Moldova and Nepal. The trophy went to Romania, which got four points, followed by Moldova with four and Nepal with two. Mircea Lucescu, the Romanian head coach of the Ukrainian side Dynamo Kiev, has stepped down after his side lost to Shakhtar Donetsk 0-1. Lucescu has also announced the end of his career as a football coach. Lucescu, 78, says he finds it very difficult to witness Ukraine's tragedies since the beginning of the war. In Ukraine, Lucescu has won all the domestic trophies with Dynamo Kyiv. Under his guidance, between 2004 and 2016, Shakhtar Donetsk secured eight champion titles, six cups and seven super cups. In the 2008-2009 season, Shakhtar won the UEFA Cup after a win against Werder Bremen in the finals. In the last two games of the 15th leg of the Romanian Super League in football, UTA Arad has secured a 2-1 win against Dinamo Bucharest, while FC Hermannstadt has outperformed CFR Cluj 1-0. FCSB tops the table with 31 points followed by CFR with 30 and Rapid Bucharest with 29. At the bottom of the table, FC Voluntar has 16 points, FC Ukraiova 15, Dinamo Bucharest 10 and FC Botoshan 7. In the end, we remind you that you can revisit this report on the internet at rri.ro as well as on Radio Romania International's Facebook profile. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. Today we pay tribute to the late Mariela Tarezu, a traditional music legend, 
who sadly died an untimely death on September the 27th, 1972. To begin with, here's a fine song from her repertoire. Next stop in the program, here is Maria Lotorecu once again, performing one of her most popular songs. Yeah. 
Maria Lutherutu had an impressive musical record, including a great number of concerts, recordings and shows on Romanian radio and television. Our next choice this week is another song from Maria Lutherutu's repertoire. Să mi-l aduc 
We end Music of Romania today with a very popular song performed by the late Maria Lătărețu. Așezai la umbră dea să lăsai oile să pască Îmi pusă iar micinat și începui să cos cu drag Living Romania Coming up next on Radio Romania International In the Spotlight Hello and welcome guys to a new edition in our series. I am Vlad Palku. I bet many of the young people who are listening to us right now and who've played video games at least once in their lifetime, I'm not talking about professional gamers of course, wanted to be the best at their games, didn't you? This is also the story of Anna Dumbrava, a 23-year-old Romanian professional gamer who in January 2023, at the HLTV Awards show, the most prestigious awards gala devoted to professional esports players, was designated best player in the world at Counter-Strike Global Offensive. Counter-Strike Global Offensive is one of the most popular shooters in the world, launched in 2014. Anna started playing this game at professional level in 2015, starting with various national championships. On the sidelines of Bucharest Gaming Week, the most anticipated event devoted to esports in Romania, Ana Dumbrava shared her story and her first reactions after being designated best CSGO player. Sincer, mă așteptam să fiu în topul celor mai bune jucătoare, 
To be honest, I was expecting to be among the best players in the world, so it was no surprise for me to be in the same room with other great Counter-Strike players. But the moment I heard my name spoken on stage, and I was awarded a trophy, I had the same feeling I got when I was five years old. I got very anxious on stage, and could barely find my words. It was truly an unforgettable experience. To share the stage with so many legends, to receive this trophy I worked so much for. It was one of my dreams from the start of my career. Shortly after I scooped the trophy, my phone started buzzing with messages. People and Romanians writing to congratulate me and share their joy. It was truly a moment I will relish for the rest of my career. Ana Dumbrava plays as the Arctic Warfare Police player for the Nigma Galaxy Women's CSGO team. Specifically, her role is to take out the enemy using a sniper rifle. She wasn't always a professional gamer, though, as she first took up football at the age of eight. She is currently enrolled at the engineering faculty in Yash, northern Romania. She described the main challenges she encountered throughout her career. I believe one of the biggest obstacles, there have been several, but I think the biggest one was the fact that I had some medical issues, unfortunately, which kept me a long time away from gaming as I had to recover. In the world of women's counter-strike, in 2020 we sustained a great loss of female gamers, mostly switching to other games, for instance League of Legends, Valorant and others. This dealt a heavy blow to our community. Starting 2020 we have been trying to bring into our community more girls who like Counter-Strike to discover this world of esports. To this day, we are trying to get a large number of new players to tag along and to organize as many events as possible, something which I am very happy about. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Back with us in the spotlight on Radio Romania International, we're discussing the life of an esports player through the personal experience of Ana Dumbrava, designated best player in the world at Counter Strike Global Offensive in 2023. Ana featured alongside Ovidiu Patrashku, former world champion at FIFA both members of Team Galaxy supported by Samsung Romania. This year as well, Samsung invited professional esports players to share their stories and experiences and talk about the way passion and hard work can turn gaming into a successful career, on the sidelines of one of the most anticipated events among communities of gamers, developers and related industries in Romania, Bucharest Gaming Week which this year took place over October 14th and the 15th at the Parliament Palace in Bucharest. In her meeting with the audience, Ana Dumbrava described ways to make the gaming industry more inclusive. I think we should work more on our attitude towards esports, to be more open towards the future of esports, which I believe will span a long period of time. We should support the gamers because we have a number of very talented players who are very successful right now. I can think of a few examples. They are well performing abroad as well. Then we should also support those people who can't get help from their families and the people around them. 
I hope in the future Romania will also have these training centers so that we can compare to other countries that are more developed than us, for instance Sweden and Nordic countries in general. I don't know if I'm going to see it during my career, but I hope Romania at one point will be performing as well and more open towards esports. Ana Dombrava also described community-wide perception of female gamers. De exemplu, când m-am apucat eu de Counter-Strike, din nefericire am întâlnit niște persoane sau acest, acest bullying din partea... For instance, when I took up Counter-Strike, unfortunately, I was bullied by some members of the community. They simply mocked me for being a girl who was trying to be well-performing, get affiliated with a club and so on and so forth. So I had to overcome these obstacles. People told me I didn't belong here, that I was a girl and that I had no place playing games in a world ruled by boys. At first, it was hard for me to keep my emotions in check, to ignore them. So I made a decision that has been very helpful in my career as a gamer. I used all this negativity to show these people that a girl could also take part in championships, represent her country and so on and so forth. Right now, to make a comparison, the toxicity is still there. Girls in particular who aspire at a professional career get bullied, although to a lesser extent than before. Right now, I would say people have more respect for girls who take up a professional gaming career. Ana Dumbrava also described her future in the field of esports and even gave some pieces of advice to girls who aspire to be professional gamers. În principiu, mereu mă focusez pe prezent. Consider că ceea ce fac acum este mult mai important decât I usually stay focused in the here and now. I believe what I do right now is more important than what I'll be doing 10 years from now. I hope to be a professional gamer until my reflexes give in or until it becomes a strain for me to play. Right now, I'm focused on the championships I have to play in, on getting as many wins and trophies as possible for my team and for the national team of Romania. In terms of projects, my career in esports will hopefully allow me to remain in the industry, working, for instance, as an analyst. My advice to young girls who want to pick up a career in esports is to do what they like, not to take up gaming as an obligation other than to themselves. Secondly, they need to be very patient to buy their time, make a few sacrifices. Overall, you need to be very serious about everything you do. It takes a lot of hard work, and I believe training is more important than talent, something which drives many professional gamers. Ana Dumbrava Held in mid-October in Bucharest, Gaming Week, as usual, featured show matches of popular video games, such as FIFA, Counter-Strike or League of Legends. Obviously, pitted were some of the best-performing Romanian gamers right now, who also had short interaction sessions with the audience. Yet, Bucharest Gaming Week is not all about gaming. The open-air area hosted a boot camp organized by the military scouts, where young people were invited to test their endurance, learn to make navy knots, learn how to build a fire or a shelter. A number of games and contests were organized on this occasion. Additionally, young people who want to pursue a career in the game-developing industry could find out more from representatives of Echo School, which provides a program that certifies future experts in the world of gaming. Starting 2024, Young undergrads will be able to opt for two programs, game design and production and game engineering. And that's a wrap for today's show. I'm Vlad Palku, see you next time.
focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International... Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. Today you're invited to listen to a song cherishing the advent of spring, performed by Angelica Flutur, one of the most accomplished traditional music vocalists, hailing from Romania's northeastern Bukovina. <laughs> that our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1800 hours UTC on 11630 kHz in the DRM system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1200 hours UTC on 21470 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www rri.o channel 1 If you have any comments or suggestions please write an email at engl at rri.o Goodbye <laughs>